Do you want to find solutions on how to make decisions faster, how to solve problems with your teams, or define a clear strategy that resonates with your staff and customers? There is a workshop for that. Hello there, I'm Nati Ravez, founder of La Workshopeuse. I'm a collaboration consultant and workshop facilitator, member of an amazing workshopper community. In this podcast, I meet them to get the best advice on facilitation and I'll let leaders and managers speak to understand the challenges they are facing. Welcome to the show. Bonjour, I'm delighted to be back for this new episode and to introduce you to my friend. I call her my Jedi because she's given me so many tips and tricks for designing workshops. Her name is Andra Stefanescu. She's a neuromindfulness coach and has facilitated and designed over 200 workshops in the last two years. What neuroscience or the different personality types influence on a group of people? Why 80% of innovation projects fail and what we can do to overcome some of the challenges? These are the topics we cover in the first part of this episode. Then we'll talk about the exciting topic of gamification in workshops and some of the methods Andra uses with our clients. Thank you for sharing this moment with us. Enjoy the episode and don't hesitate to leave me a comment or your questions on your podcast platform you are listening to right now. Here we go. Bonjour. Bonjour, Nati. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. And you? I, I'm good. I'm good. But because of you, I was sweating today morning. You sent me a salsa YouTube video. And I did that before we start. <laughs> This guy is amazing. Full of energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you start every day like this? Not really every day, but uh, I do my best because it gives me so much energy and I have so much fun that, yeah, it helps the day. <laughs> yeah, it was a good start in the day. So I'm so happy to have you here. You, you are a neuro-mindfulness coach, someone who helps teams create valuable outcome fast. I love that title, by the way. Um, could Thank could you. you explain a bit more about what's behind it? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation first. And um, second, uh, the title is uh, summing up what I'm doing. Uh, I help teams. That is what I do in different ways. And the Neuro Mindfulness Coach comes from uh, a training that I did uh, recently this year because um, it happened in the past that um, I was uh, doing the same exercise with different teams and for some of them worked really nice and for some of them worked good. And I wanted to know this difference between good and really nice. Mm -hmm. And then I started to study more on the neuroscience part and the why behind some specific situations. And now I understand because it's, of course, related to a lot of things that are happening in the brain. And I can connect the dots, let's say. <laughs> okay. And does it mean that there are different kind of energy of personality or what is happening, yeah, what yeah, is happening in yeah. the groups? Um, there's different types of perception. Um, the reality is the reality that you perceive by yourself, right? 
And there are six personality types. We are like a bunch of different levels of personality. And um, when you talk, for example, with one person and you're super exhausted afterwards, and that means that you put a lot of energy and it's kind of like you level up and putting energy to, to just communicate with somebody. And then you know that the personality has completely different psychological needs than your one. Mm -hmm. And you might want, for example, to put a meeting with such a person, maybe not like late in the evening because then you don't have the energy anymore, but somewhere uh, early in the morning. So these little things that makes a difference. I know that you're working with different companies, with a bank in Austria, but also with different companies in the innovation mm -hmm. sector. In this time of change, a lot of innovative projects, whether it's about climate change or digital transformation or other topics, are being initiated. But many of them start out well and then are quickly abandoned or dragged on without any convincing outcome. I was attending one of your webinars. In this webinar, you talked about the three reasons why 80% of innovation projects fail. Mm -hmm. Would you like to tell us what these reasons are and how you think we can prevent or reduce them? Yeah, sure. And thank you so much for coming in the webinar. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to, to see you there. Uh, the three reasons are, let's say, the three reasons that I chose to speak up in that uh, webinar. Now I actually transform it in the live training because I am also um, teaching the participants more on how to solve them. So I changed it already in the meanwhile. Um, The first one is related to the fact that as it happens to you and to maybe a lot of people who are listening to us, we are spiraling our discussions. We are having meetings or workshops, which simply doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. And at one moment in time, you kind of like uh, want to remember what was discussed, but you cannot because your brain is not made, made for that. Um, so one thing that you can do here is to visualize the discussion that's simple like that. Mm -hmm. However you choose to do that, there are different methods. Uh, the simplest one is to use sticky notes. You can also make drawings, concepts, and so on, yeah? Um, yeah, then the second one, uh, it's related to different conflicts or, let's say, difficult situations that might appear. And uh, here is also really related also to um, how much is the session or not at all facilitated by someone uh, because a facilitator will bring up a structure, will make sure that everybody is involved. But also, you know, coming back to this neuro mindfulness coach, it's about taking care that really all the persons are involved in their way of involvement. Um, I had back some time ago a topic like that with a person. She was like really introverted and it was really hard for her to express. But she had such amazing ideas and nobody was listening to her. Nobody was talking or even when somebody was asking, she was, ah, and then the other person was talking and nobody could really like uh, hear her. And um, I tried it because we worked several times, different methods. And one which really worked with her uh, was this together by the loan principle. 
that you also use uh, as far as I saw. And it's so powerful, right? Uh, mm -hmm. When people are working on the same thing, but in silence. And in this way, especially introverted people, the one who do not like to talk so much, are involving themselves. And a sticky note, which is anonymous, it's just a sticky note and everybody's comfortable to write it. Yeah. So that was the, the second one. Um, and the third one is uh, the chaotical type of discussions <laughs> and uh, whatever no outcome situations like all of you might have uh, from time to time, where just a simple time timer will make the, the things working better. And the idea would be to time box the discussion so that everybody has the same time to talk. Mm -hmm. And in this way, all the voices are heard. So simple like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very <laughs> interesting. It's a fact that a big part of uh, fail from this uh, mm -hmm. project mm -hmm. are actually collaborative work, how to work mm -hmm. together better. It's like, you know, there are like moments where you have the impression actually the collaboration is broken because nothing works. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need a good facilitator like you uh, to come in and just, you know, help people, guide them through it. Feel free to click the bell to subscribe this podcast on your player. You can also follow me on LinkedIn for more information on facilitation and workshops. Yeah. So we've talked about serious things right now. Do <laughs> do we want to move to something a bit more fun? Because I know you bring a special touch in uh, some of your workshops by using gamification. So what do Legos or Playmobil have to do in a workshop? <laughs> well, yeah, I like to use gamification because um, it helps people to relax. Uh, and when you're relaxed, the creativity flow starts, you know. So it's not for hard to people to find solutions, ideas, and so on. And um, I, of course, use them mostly in person, but I also uh, try sometimes to do it online to send them a kit up front, the session, and then they can use it during the session. And Playmobil Pro and Lego Serious Play um, are two of the tools that I'm using very much. Um, the Playmobil Pro, it's more... Uh, let's say, in place with workshops or trainings where you're more focused on the person, person's personality, um, any roles that you might want to discuss. While Lego Serious Play, it's more about um, how are you doing the things from strategic, strategic point of view, from collaboration, how do you want to work together, uh, vision and so on. And they can, of course, be combined. Uh, I did that as well. And uh, using different kinds of games, depending on, on the team, how the personalities are, on the outcome that they want, and also how much time do I have? Because this is also um, sometimes, for example, if you know the, uh, let's say, two years goal from the design sprint, 
um, for the ones who are not um, so much into that, uh, design sprint is a simple method to achieve uh, great uh, outcomes or solve challenges in just a few days. It's invented by Jake Knapp, in, uh, and there's also a book, Design Sprint, and there's described how to create the two years goal, right? Like, I did it once with uh, eight people online in just 20 minutes, which is amazing to have a two years call in 20 minutes. It yeah. was just with sticky notes and it was good, but I was not comfortable with only good. <laughs> they thought it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but when I tried it with Lego Serious Play and it was taking three hours, not 20 minutes, the outcome was so deep. That's the difference because you feel it. You feel it because you share what you're constructing there. You build like a shared model with everybody in the room. And then you feel the strategy because at the end, everybody is like um, telling in his own words, what is the strategy for him meaning? You have at the end kind of a roundabout with everybody having the same direction, the same understanding dreaming already that they are there and see themselves how it is to be there yeah and that's really wow <laughs> i think it was last week we we had a discussion together and you explained when people are doing something with their hands like with this playmobil mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. recording more what they are actually doing and thinking mm -hmm. can you tell me more about that Yeah, nice, nice that you catch that. Uh, this is one of the, let's say, things that I also love a lot at um, Lego and Playmobil because you are thinking with your hands and it's mm -hmm. easier for you to express what are your feelings, what are your thoughts, opinions and so on, just because you're more focused on what you're building there and you're not so stressed anymore. Like, is it good if I say that? You know, you don't judge yourself before talking. And sometimes this is really helpful because people are sharing so many things that they wouldn't share in a, let's say, normal, like very serious oh, yeah. meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, what is, um, when you are doing such kind of session with, uh, with Lego or with Playmobil, what is the outcome you give to your to the managers or to your clients because mm -hmm. i know it, it's not like a report mm -hmm. um can you tell me how what what is the outcome you give sure uh usually that's uh the most important for them is a video because at the end we record like a five to seven minutes video with mm -hmm. the outcome not told by me, the facilitator, but by the participants. They are expressing their takeaway, what is the strategy, what is the way of working, what is their, you know, what they, what they achieved there. And they are telling it in their in their own words. And I record it and um, also suggest they look at it from time to time, like in two weeks, three weeks, have a look again. And it's easier for them because they already, you know, you they were there and living it. Um, and it's very deep, so they will keep it with them. That's the main thing. Of course, um, there are slide decks with a lot of pictures from the event and what happened. For some of the topics, I also use sticky notes to be even more visible on some thoughts that were expressed there. And then maybe when you look one month later, you just forget about one tiny, let's say, model that you build. But in general, yeah, it's a short video. 
And that's what matters a lot for them. So let's talk about the back of the room training. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us what is different with this method and maybe explain the four C's? They are the connection, yeah. the concepts, concrete practice and conclusions. Uh, you know, there are so many four C's and P's and B's yeah. and A's and like each training creates something like that. Um, the main idea of the training from the back of the room is that it puts the participants in front. It's like, imagine a stage with a conference where a speaker is talking and you have like 100 participants or 1,000 audience, right? And in training from the back of the room is the other way around. They are on the stage and the speaker is on the chair <laughs> mm -hmm. because it's more about guiding the participants to learn from each other than learning from you. It's like uh, you as a trainer um, want to speak less as possible and let them exchange as much as possible. Uh, this That's is the main nice. idea. Yeah. And it's it makes sense, right? Because, you know, there are so many trainings where so many experts are coming from different fields. They have different experiences like industries, teams that they work with, projects. So they bring in so much. And it's a pity that sometimes they are talking like five minutes for the whole of trainings of two days, you know. This is uh, something which I really love. Um, I learned it from Julian Key. Um, he is living in Berlin now. Um, I think um, his accent is from America, but I'm not sure. He talks very good English anyhow and German. Oh, maybe I and, should invite um, him in the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. He is amazing. And uh, he also does Lego series play. Mm -hmm. And um, actually about all of the serious games, I learned from him first from this training on the back of the room. And then I started to incorporate uh, in my trainings and workshops. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I really like um, and it's, I think that's the most important part is the connection because whatever you do, whatever, you know, outcome you might want to have, whatever participants you have, if they don't connect at the beginning, right in the very far five minutes of the session, you lose them. It's very hard to bring them back. Mm -hmm. It's like a simple rule. Um, you know, encourage and make it happen that the participants are talking in the very first first five minutes. Uh, because connection, it's something that when I connect with the neuroscience, um, it brings up the oxytocin because uh, it helps people to bond together, to get to know each other. They connect not only with each other, but also with the topic of the training or of the workshop. Um, it brings also some dopamine there because people are happy that they meet people which are in having the same interest, right? Mm -hmm. And so on. So it makes sense. And using this connection then, it bounds people for the whole session. And you can, from time to time, make small pairs. It's also something that it fits very well to the introverts or people who have a personality who... Um, do not like to talk too much, you know, they like to be a little bit in the background. And when you make teams of a pair of two persons, then it's easier for them to just 
talk small things at the beginning and slowly come into the creativity flow and so on. I'm thinking about uh, a client mm -hmm. who asked me if I could find a way to bring the different generation to work together, like person who will retire in one or two years mm -hmm. and the very young in the 20s and very enthusiastic. But uh, this generation have a completely different way to think about things, to think about problems. The, the older one are searching the reason why something happened and the mm -hmm. younger people are used in this uh, very quick world to have an answer mm -hmm. to a problem without looking for the origin mm -hmm. of the problem. Maybe mm -hmm. this uh, back of the room training could be a good one to, to make such kind of workshops. Did you experience this? This is a very interesting topic. I didn't work, no, so far with this uh, generation differences. Training from the back of the room can be actually applied to everything. Mm -hmm. um, one crazy idea I had yesterday <laughs> uh, was actually um, because in Austria, the small children uh, need to have a training before they have the so-called Firmung, the Catholic, in the Catholic Church. They have a training there. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how engaging is that because I was even thinking to propose that I can help them to make it engagement, engage for the children because I don't want her to be bored for three months there. But anyhow, sorry for that. <laughs> so it can be applied to everything. <laughs> Coming back to the generation. <laughs> um, I saw, uh, you know, different colleagues, even like very close to the pension who were having the mindset that I wished I had when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And the other way around, um, having like really young uh, colleagues who had already a lot of wisdom at that age. So it really depends, of course, on the individual and um, also on the personality types. And for sure, you can apply training from the back of the room because, as I said before, um, if you manage to connect them, that's the most important thing. And yeah. um, there's something else that I like to do, to look a little bit of what is my audience. Um, Even with a small survey, you can find out a little bit upon their values, their preferences, and so on. Mm -hmm. And then you can, uh, even maybe in a one-to-one -one talk, if the training is bigger or the workshop is taking longer, then you can maybe take some time that you have a one-to-one -one talk with each participant up front. And then you can figure out, hmm, what would be the psychological need of this person? Can I help this person to meet their psychological needs in this, with the outcome of this workshop or training, you know? Mm -hmm. That's that's something that um, it takes some time, yes. <laughs> it's a different way of working. Yeah. Uh, but it's really, really making the difference, I would say. Yeah, it's to give them a safe space to be authentic and to be able to give the things like how they are and how yeah. they are yeah. uh, working. Yeah. Mm. And because I know you, Wade, we talk together, you care about the individual. So I think this would fit to your, <laughs> to yeah, your personal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> traits as well. So here you are. It fits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because really, I think that each person 
uh, has his uh, power, his superpower. Mm -hmm. No matter the function and no matter the background, actually, yes, I am very interesting in human. Yes, I'm caring about that. I've learned so much from you. You give us so much input about how you are working. I'm following you, of course, on LinkedIn. I will put the, the link in the Thank show notes. You. Do you have any webinar to come in the next weeks or months? Yeah. Thank you so much, Nati. Uh, it was really a lovely session. I enjoy, like usual, talking with you. And, um, yeah, actually I'm, um, preparing, uh, some, uh, live trainings every Wednesday from now on until uh, end of October and uh, everything is on my LinkedIn page so the followers will see it there so whoever wants to come I'm really happy to meet new people and uh, also to check you know there are so many different challenges that the people are struggling with so that's a, that's a good place to come and talk about the challenges. Thank you very much and see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. If you want to know more about Andra's work, you can find the link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Also, if you want to know how to get tangible results from design sprint exercises or how to gamify your workshops and trainings, Andra is organizing two events, a design sprint bootcamp on 25th October from 9 to 12.30 and a gamification training on the 2nd of November at the same time. In the next episode, I welcome Matthew Ship, a U.S. workshop facilitator and founder of Emberry Solutions. He tells us how he got the nickname The Coffee Man from the Workshop Master community. We'll talk also about why it is essential as a facilitator to adapt to the needs and work patterns of clients, which he did by creating a special workshop, an asynchronous workshop. Thank you for listening, stay tuned, and until then, I wish you success, health, and happiness. Au revoir. <laughs>